Hey, everybody, a little something special. YouTube comments, hey, I asked for it, now you get it, okay? We're gonna go through some of the hot topics that people brought up, some nice, some not so nice, that makes Greg very happy. But that's what we're all about here at the Chris Cuomo Project. And I appreciate you for subscribing and following, especially on YouTube. We will start having special content just for you YouTube subscribers, so appreciate you. Don't forget the free agent gear. Are you free, really? Wear your independence. If you're an independent, wear it. Be proud about it the way the parties are about their labels, okay? Now, we're gonna be talking about things that matter to you, and I hope that you will stay all the way through. It's getting warmer, you wanna be fit, you don't wanna be inside, you know what that's a recipe for. Fueling up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor, meet your wellness goals in time for summer. You need the right fuel. You can't out-train your diet. You need chef-crafted meals. Calorie smart, protein plus, keto, whatever your vibe is. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals, key to keeping the nutritional value, are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, you're busy? Of course you are. You want to get out, but you want to enjoy something that's giving you what you need, including great taste. That's what Factor's all about. Head to factormeals.com slash Cuomo50. Use code Cuomo50. Why is it 50? Because you get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off the next month. That's code Cuomo50 at factormeals.com slash Cuomo50, and you get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. So what do you say? Let's get to some YouTube comments. What do you got? We've got a lot from your audience right now, uh, and it goes back all the way to some of your earlier episodes, some of your more recent ones. This is from the Andrew Yang episode, and you guys talked about broken politics in the U.S. media. And yes. That. Uh, Catherine Evans writes, totally agree. BBC News is your best source. Forget all American media. It is biased. Disagree. BBC is good. It is not better than all the rest, because you really can't say that about any of the respectable media. Is it better than like Fox News or Newsmax? Yeah, but you know, it's really about the story, what region of the world it is, what level of access they have. It's more complicated than that. And not all American media is biased. Now I'll tell you who is biased. You, all human beings, okay? The idea of being objective, two plus two is four. That is objectively true. It will always be true. It will be true no matter how you feel about it or no matter what else is going on. That is true with very few things in life, things that happen to do with the human dynamic, the polity, society, very subjective. And you as a human being bring into your situation whoever you are and where you come from. Oh, well, I set that aside. No, you don't. But what you do is you work to be fair. That's the goal. Be fair. Are some better than others? Uh, of course. But you have to look not just at the outlet, but the platform and the person over time and in different contexts. You see what I'm saying? It's just not as easy as, I'm not going to that grocery store anymore because that can of beans I bought was dented. 
Come on. You wouldn't do that. You might do it if the person there, when you told them about the can of beans, treated you like crap, especially if they were a manager. Again, it's subjective. All media, not biased. Uh, should you shop? I mean, absolutely. Caveat emptor. That's why I went to News Nation. We're trying to do something different. I'm here to help. I hope it's helpful. I think about that every day. And I fail a lot, but I'm trying. Thank you for your comment. This is along those same lines. It's a response from Jan McCall to your recent Listener Calls episode. I respect you, and I'm so glad you have these outlets. I'm a liberal, and I tend to listen to those who speak to the choir. But I feel like I should listen to both sides. But who is there who is not a crazy on the air? Or YouTube, I should say. Can you point me in a right direction? Uh, watch my show. Watch News Nation. There are plenty of people from the right side of the political spectrum. I got Bill O'Reilly on once a week. I have other people who are leaders elected or non-elected in that area. So my show is a good outlet for that. Uh, News Nation as a platform is good for that. YouTube is not really my thing uh, in terms of watching political coverage on it. There are a slew of conservatives on social media, though. They dominate the space. Why? Well, one, they're playing to the extreme more often, and I know you're not interested in that, but the extreme sells in social media, clickbait, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And the left, you know, it's so interesting. It's such a great political play. You'll hear people on the right say all the time, the left, boy, they just galvanize in a way that we can't compete with. That is poppycock. The opposite is true. The left is like a bunch of cats. That's why they often get beaten in the game of politics, because they don't galvanize. They don't hold to each other. Uh, the way they do feel whatever you want uh, about my brother's situation or uh, Franken, you know, or other Democrats, uh, they'll throw their own under the bus, okay? You rarely see that on the right. Look at George Santos. <laughs> that guy lied about everything. If he were a Democrat, McCarthy would be having a conniption fit about that seat. Now he just seated him on committees. Why? I thought he had concerns, he said. He's going to have to take time to earn trust. You know what he said his concerns were? Oh, no, uh, it wasn't me. It was my staff. And it wasn't about Santos. It was about Santos's chief of staff who impersonated McCarthy's chief of staff. I mean, talk about birds of a feather. That's the game. You see what I'm saying? That's the game. Avoid the extremes. You're going to find more of that on the right on social media because it sells. Uh, certainly more than it does for the left. But you can find them and start with News Nation. It's a, it's a good outlet for that. Uh, somebody named Dave Fitzgerald saw you on Brian Tyler Cohen's video podcast. You talked about people in the online space. You were a guest on that show. Shout out to him. He's asking about a falling out he had with his brother over the far right's died suddenly mockumentary, he calls it. It's an anti-vaccine propaganda thing. His question is, how can one tactfully explain there are two sides to every story or coin? I sent some links contradicting or conveying the truth regarding died suddenly BS, but doubt it had any effect whatsoever um, on his brother. First of all, don't lose a relationship as special as that over politics. And that's what it is. It's not science because your brother couldn't maintain his position. And by the way, go slow, okay? Because you can't say that the vaccine is like, you know, the polio vaccine uh, or what we use for the flu. Why? Because while the intellectual property, while the technology of the vaccine has been used for a while, this application of it was not. Now, it was an emergency, so we had to rush it through. But at the same time, they have had a ton of data of outcomes because of how many people were given it. So there is a balance of they went very fast to get it out there. They did not do the testing that they ordinarily would. 
but they got a lot more field data sooner than they normally would. But on balance, there is reason to say, hey, it's still not approved for general use. It's still an emergency use. So it's not wrong to be skeptical, okay? It's just you have to go on the facts. And the fact that you don't know is not a weapon for you. It's not, and therefore it's not safe. So that's really gonna be the sweet spot, is for you to talk about the difference between what you know, what you don't know, and what it means that you don't know. That is the discussion to have, but don't lose a brother, a friend, someone you care about over politics, and that's what it is. It's not science, because he can't maintain on science. He is right to be skeptical, and so should you. Here's some pushback over some recent episodes. This is from your Donnie Deutsch interview that came out a few weeks ago. This is from Rosalind Lander. Branding and slogans is an intellectually lazy enterprise that appeals to the intellectually lazy. What's your point? Are you saying that you don't like that he understands branding? Or are you saying you don't like that I wear my wife's brand? Or that I say, let's get after it? Or I believe in the slogan of being a free agent? Um, I don't understand your point. It sounds like you're being gratuitously reductive. And people sometimes see negativity as a proxy for insight or intelligence. Like if I say something negative about this, that's somehow smart. And yet I don't even understand what your point is. Only fools go for branding? Really? I'm sure there's not a brand name anywhere in your midst. Or if there is, it's because you've known and researched it so well. And you're certainly not using that or wearing that because it's popular. Come on. You don't have to attack something to make a good point. Okay, should you caveat emptor, buyer beware? Of course. Should you know when someone is selling you something? Of course, it happens most of your day for good, bad, and often no reason. But don't just wave a hand over all branding and all exercises of solicitation. I mean, you know, how is that helpful? There's also some pushback on having Dave Ramsey on the show. Uh, this is from Are We Really Space at This Point? Sorry, Chris, but I hate Dave Ramsey. He is the worst crazy Christian conservative ever. He's lucky he got to be on your show. And this is from Carl O. What makes Dave Ramsey an economic subject matter expert? Um, many, many years of experience uh, of getting things right and being consistent in what values matter for households, especially ones uh, that have tight pockets. His faith is irrelevant to me. If he is putting his faith on you, in a way that bothers you, do not watch or listen to him. I'm fine with that. It's not like he's only asking you to invest in Christian companies. Here's my position. You can say, well, you are a Christian. Don't worry about what I am or what I'm not, okay, when it comes to faith. I'm not putting it on you, all right? That's really that it should matter. People who decide to have faith, I respect that. People who want to be about something bigger than themselves, I admire that. I don't judge it because I don't believe it, I don't accept it, I don't even, I don't like it. Because that only becomes relevant if they're forcing me to wanna to believe the same things that they do. Again, I would go slow when it comes to disliking people because you think he's some, you know, that somehow his faith translates into his politics, which translates into his likability to you. I really think that we have to be more discerning in what matters and to what degree. Uh, now, if he was someone who was saying, charge the Capitol on January 6th, you'd have a different point. Next. Some other pushback on this Mike Rowe episode that just dropped. This is from Curly73. The question for Chris is, does he want his son or daughters to become electricians or plumbers, or does he want them to go to Harvard or Yale? I'll tell you what. I wish I was secure enough in myself and what I believe to say, 
whatever they want. If they want to be entrepreneurs, I think they're going to have a head start over people. Now, look, my kids are lucky because I'm going to pay for them to go to school, right? But I really believe what Mike and I were talking about, this idea of taking on all this debt at a minimum, rethinking an associate's degree, two years of college, to at least figure out what track you want to be on and keep your costs down somewhat. The cost of college, especially four-year universities, let alone elite ones, is so out of control and out of contact connection to anything that makes sense economically that by the time you get out, you're in such a hole that it limits your options. If the point to go to the university is so that you have better options and you're saddled with debt, does it net you to neutral almost? What is the return on investment of it? Do you want to be a professor, STEM, uh, lawyer, doctor, STEM? Then, okay, uh, higher education is very important. But I don't think it's the only way to succeed. You know, Susie Orman said it to me in an interview. College doesn't make you as often as you, with what you do with your life, make your college. So, look, Harvard, Yale, you're throwing big names out there. Uh, certainly, it can't hurt you to have that on your uh, resume, but it does not mean that if you don't have that, you're not going to succeed. And I really do think we have to rethink it. And I think that this bias in favor of college, again, Harvard and Yale, you're making it a harder choice, but, you know, you have to go to college or else, or else what? Well, then why do I know all these people who are businessmen in the trades who are doing awesome? Uh, from the Jerry Springer interview, this is uh, from a user called Biden Blows. Mm. Two douchebags. That's the whole comment. Strong. You know, douchebag. Cleansing agent. Good for hygiene. Um, certainly better off having one if there's a concern than not because otherwise you would just be a fetid crotch <laughs> so is that what you're saying you are a fetid crotch listen you don't have to like it but i must say i am amused by people who take the time and energy to watch something and then comment on it to say they hated it that's odd there are multiple people from a walk and talk you did several weeks ago where you came across a wounded bird and you picked it up and you you let it go this user says, need bird update, please. Thanks in advance with a little bird emoji. Ellen Cox says, what happened to the bird, Cuomo? Adrenochrome junkie says, can I get an update on that bird? Hey, did that bird survive or what? A lot of people want to know what happened to that bird. Forgive me, but how would I know <laughs> what happened to the bird? How, how, would, how would I know? I was walking on the street. And it came like out of this tree all of a sudden, or it came from the side. I don't know where it came from because I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I don't know if it had been hit or if it was falling or if it was really young. I don't know. But it was in front of me. And I'm a big put out of its misery deal. Like even with like mouse traps and stuff like that, people would just like take mice from my glue traps and like throw them in the garbage. I, I think that's inhumane. I think catching mice is inhumane. I don't. So I picked up the bird. And I figured I'll just hold it a little bit while I'm talking because it was kind of still there. I have a house with a lot of windows. And even though we've put lots of um, stickers on the windows, birds still fly into them. Usually when they fly into the window, it's over, especially if my wife's dog gets to them. So I picked up the bird and I was walking with it. And while I was talking, it started to move more. I kind of closed my hand around it uh, to give it a little bit of warmth and was holding it against me, right? It wasn't that cold out, but it was a little bit... And it was, uh, you know, shaking a little bit. And then it came more into it and it started to peck at my finger, peck at my finger. And I was like, all right, you know, this is good. At least it's starting to come back a little bit. 
And I'm not like a bird person, but again, I have had a fair amount of experience with birds flying in the things because of my house. And it really started to get restless. And when I opened my hand, it flew close to the ground, but then up or away and into a tree. And that was the last time I've ever seen it. So no, no correspondence since. Yeah, until it came to my house and knocked on the door, uh, which isn't easy because I had to use its beak. So I couldn't understand what it was saying because right. it's knocking and trying to talk at the same time. It's so almost faint too. Like It's almost impossible. And I said, what's up, bird? And I said, oh, you remember me? I said, well, yeah, you know, it wasn't that long ago. And how often do I have this kind of exchange with a feathered friend? <laughs> and uh, he's like, look, it's a couple things. But then all of a sudden his phone went off and he's like, oh, man, I got to fly. In another recent Listener Calls episode, you were wearing a red T-shirt. Carl O. wants to know, Chris, your son is looking for his red T-shirt. I don't understand. Is red the problem or is it the size? I think it's the size. I think it was like a small T-shirt is what he's suggesting. They're all XLs. They make XXL. You think I need a double XL? I have no vested interest in the size of shirt you wear. You're, you're, ripping, you're taking your shirt apart. This one's large. <laughs> um, but, but my wife also bought them, uh, uses, uses a shirt that's bigger. Um, I don't think that I wear, I mean, look, look at his sweater. Is his sweater any like less form fitting than my shirt? I don't, I don't I mean, have look a platform. At it on your sleeves and it's not like you're walking around with the pythons, you know? <laughs> I, I, I rolled up these sleeves. There's nothing going on but here. But I mean, on the arm, the sweater is fairly tight. It's fairly fitted to your body. Yeah. I bought the right size. Do you think that this is too small? Uh, I don't, but that isn't the shirt he's talking about. He was talking. Actually, it does look like it shrunk, though. Like if you look at the collar, this thing has been through the wash no, more than once or twice. No, it's a distressed thing. That's oh no, that's the style. You're right. Cool. A stupid man says stupid things. <laughs> um, look, I think that uh, you're jealous. Don't be jealous, okay? Um, my son actually wears very baggy clothes. That's the thing now. It is for teenagers. Um, I am a 52 year old aging athlete and I can wear whatever the beep I want. We can just beep that out ourselves. Thank you very much for commenting, okay? I appreciate it, even if I don't seem like it, I do. And not everything's gonna be nice, but that's okay, because what we're trying to do is foster understanding and show that you can have a conversation even if you don't agree. You don't have to only watch and consume what you like and agree with. You're not going to learn that way. You won't even learn about that which you do disagree. And don't you want to just to be effective? To talk to those and hear from those that think other than you? Disagree, but with decency. It's the conversation that will get us to a better place. So thank you. I'm Chris Cuomo. Thank you for watching or listening to this special episode of the Chris Cuomo Project podcast. Subscribe, follow, and get that free agent merch. It's very good for you. And watch me on News Nation, 8 and 11 p.m. Eastern. Appreciate you. See you next time.